All right, let's run it. So, guys. Oh, there look, we go. There we go. Yeah. You really, really need to tune in to today's episode. And let me tell you why. We're going to tell you, show you, demonstrate to you from experience how to go from a one-man show or a two-man operation to a full-blown multi-million dollar wholesale slash real estate investment company. That is what we're going to do today. So I don't know who you got to share this with. I don't know if you got to, you know, tag your partner in and or whatever, you know, tag friends in here, share with, share with everybody because today's very special. Everybody's looking to scale. Everybody's looking to build their companies, but they don't even know where to start. So today is very, very special, guys. So give me a thumbs up if this is something that you are very interested in hearing. Give me a thumbs up. Actually, you know what? Just say, just say, say, run it if you want us, to, <laughs> if you want us to get going and and, and jump into the content of building a multi-million dollar, seven-figure real estate operation. We got the thumbs up coming in. Dusted Moss is being tagged. Isaac Ovulus, give me some thumbs up or give, or say run it or let's do this. We got 40 people. Hopefully we can get up to 100 again. Brittany says run it. That's our CFO, by the way. Uh, Brian says run it. John Baville says run it. Jessica Morales gives us a thumbs up. Let's wait. Let's wait like five. Like sorry, five. Let's wait five like seconds. one minute. Five seconds. <laughs> Lucas says let's go. Claudio says run it. Chad Miller says run it. I like that little imagery. I like it. Dustin Moss is watching. Thank you for tagging Dustin Moss. David Hernandez says run it. Adolfo Olivar says run it. Guys, today we're going to talk about how to go from a one man show or a two man operation to just building a full-blown, multi-million dollar, freaking deal-pumping, well-oiled machine. Yep. Right? Yeah, I feel like uh, more people need to... Uh, I love this subject, by the way. This, this is my, sh this this is is my a, shit. Yeah. Like, this is my shit. This is my shit. Yeah, I just feel like enough people don't have that... that um, they kind of don't know what's possible. Like, for example, like when I first started, it was like I didn't really know what wholesaling could be. So now it's like it, it's amazing to really explain it from this side of, of uh, you know, of the wholesale space, like explain like to those like starting off like like this could be something huge. Well, let, like, let's let's be honest. Right. Well, this let's can't be, be this will be huge. Yeah. Let's be honest. Oh, Zadie says uh, fire is about to unleash. Mr. Pat Hilton. We appreciate the, uh, Pat the, Hilton, the review, what's up, baby. He left a nice review. Acoustic, on so on acoustic force. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's uh, I love Pat Hilton, man. So anyway, uh, Taif, how's it going, brother? And oh, Zadie says, Zadie, we're going to unleash the the fires of hell upon you, my friend, <laughs> especially you. But look, real estate or wholesaling for most of us and many of us yep. starts out as a little side hustle, something that we can actually like immediately make some type of impact on our lives financially is that correct yeah it starts as a hobby so why don't you run why don't you run us down from your experience what like when you the initial process like what were you what were some of the early struggles you know what what was it to you like what was it to you that got you into wholesaling at 18 for me it was uh it was it was a way to uh first i mean i'm not gonna lie it was a, it was a way to make quick cash 
crazy money. Quick, like crazy, like quick. I mean, the moment that uh, I, it solidified like what it was, like Jalen White showed me his bank account, $13,000. And I would never forget that day because it was that was all the proof I needed. In order, what, so in what order happened when, could, what was he, 18? He was 18. And we were in high school a week before graduation. What happened when Jalen White, someone you play football with, somebody you went to high yeah. school with, what happened when freaking Jalen White, and I know he's going to hate me for this, the real estate Justin Bieber at the time. Yep. <laughs> what happens? What happened when this kid from the West Side shows you a, a bank account of thirteen thousand dollars? That's that's probably more than your mom and dad had. Oh, for sure. At right? that time, yeah, no, for sure. So what happened? What what clicks? Like what? Uh, what it, it just it just gave me uh, it just gave me the proof. And I've never been somebody to be like, man, if he can like if he like I've never been envious of anybody. Did it but, inspire but, you? But for me, it inspired me like. Dang, this is somebody I grew up with. Like, if he can do it, I can do it too. Like, there's no excuses. So instantly, it's solidified. And I feel and like you had you have a, you had a very similar. You still have because he's still a hustler. You had a very similar hustle. So you're like, okay, I see opportunity. Yeah, right? yeah. We were in network marketing together. Played selling like Jordan, every, like shirts. everything, every every everything you can think of. And, yeah. And for a lot of people, like you just need that. Like for me, like it was just that proof. So I knew from day one that this business was real. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that, you know, because they haven't got their first deal, mm-hmm. they feel like the business is not real. They feel like it's not real because they haven't got the results. But, guys, this business is real. And Absolutely. and and for me, like, I had, I guess I had a huge advantage. Like, I knew it was real day one. So, like, I had the faith of, of actually succeeding in this business since day one. And it wasn't that easy, though. It took me nine months to get my first real estate deal. Wait, how long did it take you? Nine months. Nine months, yeah, guys. Let's, yeah, don't skip over that. Nine yeah, months. Uh, it took me nine long months. I mean, I got introduced May of 2015, and uh, I got my first deal January of uh, of 2016. And if you don't believe me, you can go on my Instagram, and uh, you can see those dates yourself. But for, since day one, I knew I knew it was real. And for me, it was just like I, I just needed this business to get a, a you know get ahead. You know, I'm I'm looking at Jen like thirteen thousand. I'm looking at my, my uh, Wells Fargo account, and I'm like overdraft a hundred dollars. And for me, it was like just like dang if if uh, and he told me like hey I did this with no money no credit, uh, no loan I just flipped the contract, you know for me it was just like I can do the same and and although it took me nine months that's ultimately what uh what got me into the the real estate space. Okay, so initially I'm assuming just like many of us you were broke. I was broke. <laughs> I had no money. I mean I you uh, were broke as a joke right? Like month three of uh of my wholesale journey. Uh, still no deals. Actually, the first. So this is what I did, and uh, the first two months, like I took no action. I just brainwashed myself, like to know everything about real estate that I could at the time. So, like the first. Did two you months, become instantly addicted? Addicted, like, addicted. It was like 24/7. it was like if you get addicted, like Game of Thrones. I've never watched an episode, but like I've I've heard like you binge watch for two weeks. Like for me, I binge oh, watch. Have you ever watched Game of Thrones? No, I never. Crazy. <laughs> for me, I binge watched um, um, uh, real estate videos. Ron the Grand, Sean Terry. I mean, all like. Everybody you can think of, like shout on, out to Sean Terry on, on the YouTube, yep, uh, on the YouTube uh, in the YouTube like university. You know, I just looked at every single video, and for the first two months, like I was just in my mom's room, or not in my mom's room, my mom's house in my room, and I just became like highly obsessed with it. But the only thing that was stopping me was money. I didn't have a car either, so that was totally against me as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so what I did uh, to get going, I got um, I got some bandit signs uh, with the credit card that I applied for, and it just, like, it didn't work out. I mean, I did that consistently. It didn't work out. And then eventually, nine months later, after quitting, like, four times during that journey, I finally got my first deal, driving for dollars. So, guys, to 
to a lot of you out there that are discouraged and you know, have lost hope because you've been at this for, I mean, you are pounding the concrete day in and day out. And it's been six months or eight months or 10 months and you haven't got one deal. Keep your faith alive. Keep your faith alive. I can tell you from firsthand experience, it took me over six months without seeing $1 and it took Alex signs nine months. And now we do a lot of freaking deals. So keep your faith alive and keep pounding that concrete. Yeah. That's I all I have to say about that. Yeah. Right. And for me also like, see, I didn't make the mistake of like, I, I feel like a lot of people, uh, and I see this like in 90% of people, they don't get past themselves. Right. So like in beginning, in the beginning, they feel like because they hire somebody else or they bring somebody else on the team, it's going to take away from their pot. Mm. When in reality, that is not the case. See, that, that's very limited thinking, right? Yeah. That's very limited thinking, and you're not thinking big enough, right? You're not thinking past yourself. Exactly, yeah. You're not thinking past yourself. And, guys, I know you guys want us to start diving into, you know, first and foremost. It's very important, though. <laughs> guys, do me a favor. Um, on the comment section, let us know if you have a one-man show a two-man operation, if you have a partner, or if you have, like, an acquisition guy. Or, or maybe you're just getting or, started. Or if you're just getting started. Or if you have, you know, tell me how many people are in your organization right now, like, physically in the office, not virtual assistants, anything like that. If you have one, two, five, ten, put the number down here. I really, really, I'm really interested to see what we're dealing with today. What about you? Are you interested in seeing what uh, what they got going on? Yeah, I definitely Claudio want to says one man show. I definitely want to see. I will say this as a one Manny, man. Manny, what's up, brother? As a one man show in uh, in real estate, it's very lonely. I'm it's very. Oh God, bro. you have it's, to take on it's everything. Like, it's miserable. The stress. <laughs> Shannon says just me. Philip Johnson says just me. Taif says I'm a one man wrecking show. Dro says just me. Brittany says thirty. That's not fair. Isaiah Lee says two. Drew Castillo says, just me. Jose Baez says, one, just me. Keep it coming, guys. Keep it coming. I'm really interested. I'm very interested. Just too. getting started nine days ago. I want to know what your operation looks like. One, Put the number in there. One-man show, two-man operation, three-man show. Noel Challenger says, three. Nice. Chad Miller says, just me. Marcus says, one. Do you, do you see, like... Do you, do you see like nine out of ten? Yeah, how common it is to have a one man show or a two man operation in real estate. Like this is what I this is what I also thought when we got started in real estate. I also thought like, oh well, we're you know is this is this what it is like? Is this is what everybody else is doing? Like I would look to uh, some huge like you know real estate guys here in the valley, and I'd be like, oh look, they're partners, they're brothers, like you know Jesse and yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse That's and all Alex, they, yeah. right? Oh, it's two guys just flipping houses, and then you would look at like uh, like Sean Terry. You know, Sean Terry happened to be like the only guy at that What's time like team like that five, had like seven? four or five yeah. or six, and um, and I was like, okay, no, that's a little different. But everybody else, 99.99% of everybody else in the industry, they have either one man, two man show, and, and that's it, right? Yeah. One man, I want to be a wholesaler, just me. Okay, so let's get into it, guys. Let's let's jump into some of the early struggles. I know that Alex kind of gave you a rundown of some of his early struggles in his organization. I can tell you some of the earliest struggles, guys, 
is wearing multiple hats in the business, right? Doing everything. <laughs> I can tell you from experience, you know, I was the guy at the time, like Sal was like, Sal was kind of getting away from his dealership. So he was starting, to, he never, I don't think Sal even knew that he was going to end up being like real, the integrator, yeah. no. the systems guy, right? Um, I mean, we, we just, you just don't know when you're barely getting started. You don't know what hat to wear. And I can tell you this, door knocking, Bandit signs, uh, so door knocking, bandit signs from uh, acquisition manager. <laughs> I, I went out there, I locked up the deals, I I transact, I coordinated the transactions. I was the transaction coordinator. Everything. I was the disposition guy early on. Like I I was the I was the not babysitter, but I was I was like customer service, right? Like or you know client relations. Yep. I was the guy that like kept the fires out. You know, like I don't want to sell my house anymore. Whoa, what's going on? You know, what's you know? You see, I was the guy like wearing all these hats early on, and yep. uh, and Sal was like starting to get in and starting to get his hands dirty, and then boom, like he started to you know, disperse some marketing and, you know, start working on some systemization, some processes, you know, we brought our pay-per-click guy in and, and like, you know, things started, things started changing very slowly. We started transitioning, transitioning very organically, right? Uh, like it wasn't something that was like forced. No. Yeah. It was like organically like, yo, 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 like I'm stuck doing, you know, five to 10 deals. <laughs> Cause it's me. Like I'm the guy having to go and do this or whatever. I'm the acquisition guy. And then boom, we brought on our acquisition guy, Adrian Salgado, who's now our sales director, brought him on. Whoa, 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 whoa. We just went from, you know, doing this many deals to doing this many deals. With one. With one addition. Yeah. Right, one addition. And then we were, uh, we were at, at this point, you know, we were running pay-per-click now. Pay-per-click started blowing up. And it was like, it was, I mean, even to this day, I'll say this, pay-per-click is like, Going fishing with dynamite, you know what I mean. <laughs> if you have the with right, if you have nuts. the right team, if you have the right team, and if you have the right team, it's like fishing with dynamite, you know. So what happened was, I was our lead in our lead flow was way more than I can handle, and then what we started noticing was all these leads that were slipping through the cracks, bro. We didn't think we didn't even care about following up until like. Two you guys maybe that. started following up, you I know? I remember that. I remember that. Like, yeah. We were like, what? Follow up? We got all these brand new leads we got to worry about. And then we started, then now, uh, month to date or year to date, I would say about 35 to 40% of our deals come from Follow following up. up, right? So again, guys, my first hire, our first hire was an acquisition manager. And then it was a junior acquisition manager, you know? And then it was a disposition manager. And then it was a uh, uh, not we didn't even get to transaction coordination until like we were doing fifteen to twenty deals a month, you know. Yeah. Because you got to bring on more overhead, and you got to you know you got to give them a bonus, uh, a bonus for every single transaction that they do, et cetera. But you know, it started with it started with our mindset. And I want to get back to you. I want to get back to you. I'll talk a little more. Um, for but sure. the way that it started for us was we started seeing immediate 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 uh, scaling. We started to immediately see the scaling part and we're like, holy smokes, right? Like it was just me and Sal for the longest time for two years. Bring on one extra guy. We went from here to here. Bring on another person. We went from there to there. And and we just started seeing this, right? But you, very important, you got to bring on the right people because the wrong people can actually 
hurt can, you. Can, can hurt we, you. We've both experienced And you can that. regress with the wrong people. You can you can burn uh, marketing Le- dollars. You can leads. spend time and money training these people, and then it just doesn't work out. So that's something that you also got to keep in mind. But um, you know what caused you? What caused you? What triggered your grow. mind to actually like? Okay, it's no longer just Alex Science who's gonna do six figures and play video games. Like, what happened? It was uh, it was realizing and accepting the fact that I couldn't do it all myself. Um, I feel like a lot of people they're just in their own way. Like, I can't wait to delegate things now. But you know, in two thousand sixteen, even if it costs you money, even if it costs you money, because You're I know okay with I know it. it's You're gonna okay with it. I know it's gonna give me time to then enhance that business or other parts but of the see, business. That's a mindset. Yeah, that was a shift in mindset, right? Because 99.99% of people in the real estate game, um, they they don't want to bring on more people because they don't want to pay. Yeah. And uh, okay, so okay, I know I know what mindset it was. It was it was noticing like entrepreneurs, like whether in my circle or just knowing them, like they would just get burnt out and then like they would just like their their income would just drastically drop. They would just get burned out. Like uh, Juan from uh, San Antonio, he, uh, he came. Pizarro. Pizarro, yeah. He, he's Pizarro, like, he's yeah. like, I was yeah. like, dude, what happened? He's like, I got burnt out. He did. I'm like, you know why you got burnt out? He's like, why? He's like, you didn't have a team. Mm-hmm. And he was like, his eyes lit up like, it's it's true. Like, I I know, like, if I was a one-man show for the last four years, I would not be where I am today. Like, not any nowhere near probably, close. You would probably hate this industry. I would, I would hate this industry. And, and you would be trying to, like, make money and get the hell out. And get the hell out, yep, mm-hmm. yep. I'd probably be fixing flipping. That's it. Yeah. Like, but... Most people are just in their own way. You know, they don't delegate it enough. And, you know, you, but whether, you know, you can be, you know, the best, um, you know, the best closer in the world, the best marketer in the world. But if you don't have a team to support you throughout the entire business, like you're going to get burnt, burnt out and, and, you know, and you're limited. And you know what's funny, by the way, by the way, shout out to my boy, Cam Boone. What's up, Cam? Um, good luck overseas, brother. He's a basketball player. So real quick. Um, you know what's what's crazy is when that when that shift happens in your mind, and then you start you start either uh, exp- like expanding into other businesses. It's so easy to just right what, it, yeah. like the solar company we just launched. Yeah. Oh, this guy's sixty thousand dollars a year, and this guy's this, and that guy's that. Didn't blink an eye. Fine, here you yeah. go, here you go, here you go. Let's get this going. Let's get this. You know going, what yeah. I mean? Because that I feel like you know how at first like quitting your job is like a big big shift in mind, right? Huge, Mindset, yeah. right? Quitting your job and, and then, then getting your deal and then, and then first, getting your, your first, first deal, deal shift in mindset. and then you know and then growing and scaling your company. Your first hire, your first hire is a shift in mindset too. And then because then now you got somebody that depends on you, so there's there's and instant you, and you accountability. On them. Yeah, and right? and yeah, it's mutual. So your first hire, you will have a breakthrough like in mindset because you're gonna have you're gonna be held accountable by other people. Like I feel if I was by myself, I I couldn't keep myself accountable, but because I have partners. And a huge team and the right people around me, that holds me accountable to, to keep They're going here every, every day. single day. They're here every, every day. Every single day. Every day. Yeah. They're here every day, and that keeps you accountable every single, every day. single day. Every single day. You know what I mean? So it, it goes back to, again, it's a shift in, in, in your mindset. At first, you're like, oh, man, you know, I used to think of marketing as an expense. Yeah. Now I think of it as an investment. Can't wait to spend more. Yeah, we just we just um, we just mailed a hundred and ten thousand pieces of mail in Arizona, and I'm so excited about spending like thirty five thousand dollars. Like Sal and I are so excited about yeah. it. Back in the day, thirty five grand, I'd be like, wait a minute, minute, this is not gonna happen. Like, yeah. I'm gonna keep doing 
I hate to say this, man, like the tire kicker strategies, you know, like, no, I'm not going to spend money. I got to, I got to hoard this money. I got to hold on this money. You know, people with that mindset are people that are afraid to, they're, they're, they're afraid or they doubt themselves and their ability to generate more money every single month. Yeah. What did I just tell you earlier? You're like, hey, bro, let's invest into these lots. Like, hey, man, I'm broke. I've been spending money on businesses left and right, you know? And that's how I like it, though. I don't like having money accessible to me. Yeah. Because all I do is buy stupid stuff with it anyway, right? Yeah. So I like to actually invest this money into different business ventures as much as I can. Something that I'm going to see, you know, a, a return from, if not now, maybe like six months from now. But the future me thanks me every single time every that single I do time. that. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Right? So, um, shirt a little tight, Chief. Hey, man. Thank you, Serge. <laughs> so anyway, brother... Um, the audio was low, Jose Ventura. Turn up your audio. Turn it up. Uh, okay. So, real quick, uh, back to what we were saying. So, mindset is a huge factor. Guys, before you make your first hire, mindset is a huge, huge factor, okay? Um, some of the early struggles you're going to run into is you are, you are going to run into a bandwidth uh, issue, you're yeah. going to you're going to run into a bandwidth issue. Yeah, you're going to get burnt out, but you're going to run into a bandwidth issue if you want to talk about that. Yeah, and, and don't let you know temporary like okay. So how do I explain this? So you're gonna you're you're gonna run across uh, a bandwidth issue, right? So where you can't do more than you can do, right? But don't let like the one or two or three deals justify you keeping it that way. Okay, don't let that justify you staying there. Like mo like a lot of people like, yeah, you know, I can only do what I do. Yeah, but I'm I'm doing three deals a month or two deals a month or one deal a month and that's okay. Like don't let that stop you there. Like keep keep expanding so you, then you can keep growing the team because if if you can do one deal by yourself or two or three or five, you can definitely double that with the help of a team. Listen, are you gonna have overhead? I mean, it's the cost of doing business. Are you gonna pay your taxes? It's the cost of doing business, right? So think about it this way. Think of all the Fortune 500 companies, think of all these massively billion-dollar operations. Think of Facebook. Think of Google. Think of Amazon. You know, think of, I mean, I don't who else would you name in there that is just a massive, massive company? I mean, all, uh, all uh, the Quicken above. Loans, right? And the list goes on and on. AT yeah, there's, there's hundreds, hundreds. Right? So think of all these companies, right? Are they, do they have overhead? Oh, more than we can imagine, probably. They have yeah. overhead. They're spending money on people, Right. And that's something that you and I always, always say. Hey, look, you know, part of part of the uh, part of the entrepreneurship operating system that we use is people. People are a huge, huge factor, right? Marketing. Marketing is the bloodline of your organization. Yep. You have to start looking at marketing as as a um, as an investment and not not an expense. You know, right? We we uh, we look at uh, systems. Systemization is. How how much smoother does your operation run with systems? With systems, well, go, why don't you I mean, tell it, us a it's, it, it saves us first of all, it saves us manpower, mm -hmm. and then it saves us time, and uh, it makes the entire business run smoothly. Okay, what about uh, so? What about on the uh, on the uh, marketing side? Like, what do you think of what do you think of spending money on marketing? Like, what do you what are you spending on pay per click now these month this month? Uh, twenty five thirty. 25, 25 30. 30. Yeah, it, it depends on the activity. But yeah, 25 30 is a budget every single month. Okay. Um, I know we're, I, this is absolutely no fluff at all, guys. 
You guys want to take a guess of how much how much we spend a month in pay per click? Take a wild guess. Take a wild guess real quick. Take a guess of how much money Sal and I and our entire team spends every single month on pay-per-click. And I promise you, this is no fluff. Our CFO, Brittany Hasenberg, is literally on this live. Take a wild guess how much money we invest every single month on just one marketing stream, which is Google AdWords uh, advertisement, you know, uh, pay-per-click. I'm going to get 75K. 50. Uh, 175,000, too high. Sonia says 25K, too low. Shannon says 35,000. 40,000, John. 100K, not yet, brother. God willing, soon. I can't wait to 25K, spend that much. Yeah, I can't wait to spend that much money. 60K. All right, guys, I'm just going to give it to you guys. 50,000 between 50 to 55k every single month spread out strategically among certain markets. Okay, 60,000. Ephraim, you were close. 50 to 55k, guys. 50 to 55,000 on just pay per click alone. And you know what? We want to spend more because, in order for us to get to 100 a deals a month, you have to. You have to make you have to bring in more leads. And when you bring in more leads, you gotta have the right people on the other side of that phone. Yeah. And then, only then, well, you also have to grow your freaking team. You gotta grow your team massively, which we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna give you guys a breakdown of what our operation looks like. You have to grow your team, and your team has to be well-trained closing assassins, and then only then will you get to hundred deals per month. And I don't know one company that's doing 100 deals per month. Guys, if you know of a company that we're looking for that company, we're we at won. 50 to 60 deals per month right now. Our organization yep. averages about a deal and a half to two, deal, two deals per day, okay? And this is no fluff. You're more than welcome to, if you're if you're a non-believer, because we have a lot of non-believers out there, that, oh, look at those guys, look at the all-in guys. It's all fluff, it's all, it's all shiny, flash. right? Yeah. Oh, look at this, we've seen this 100 times, these, these wannabe, lying entrepreneurs guys if you're one of those people come to my organization come to our organizations he's right across the hallway from me we got a huge we got a huge office here please so. come i invite you with open arms if you are one of those doubters out there that think of hey look at those guys they're just all flash there uh, there's absolutely no business be no business behind them there's no substance come to our organization and i will literally walk you through every single position in our organization so um, we spend 50 to 55K. We're at 50 to 60 deals per month. We just sent 110,000, 110,000 pieces of mail through turboletters.com. Okay, why? Why did we send, why did we send 110,000 pieces of mail? Why do you think? Because you have the, uh, the bandwidth to handle it. Okay, we have the bandwidth. Give me some more. Give me some more gems. You guys are, uh, when you have a, a good sales team, they're always hungry for more quality leads. Okay. I love that. You're 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 definitely going somewhere. What else do you got? Uh because you can, because of marketing budget. What else do you got? What do we know? What do we know why? Like why oh. we should send a hundred and ten thousand pieces of mail. Because you've you've tested all year and your KPI support it. Boom. Yeah. So guys, do you guys see those factors though? This guy at 22 years old said, "Well, you have the bandwidth, you have you have the personnel to uh to support it. 
You have uh you you have the uh the, they, the marketing capacity. You have a hungry sales team that is asking for more leads so they can close more deals. And also very, very important, we have the key performance indicators that are literally tracking, they're being tracked by our CFO uh on a probably daily or weekly basis. Daily yeah. daily basis. And we have enough data in our organization that says, hey, you need to spend more money on marketing right on, on mail right now. And again, everybody's operation is different. different. And, and and the way that you keep your numbers or whatever your numbers are dictating to you, you know, we could have the same exact op- operation size. And you could be doing much better on pay per click, and then then I'm doing and I'm doing on yeah. on, on on mail. Numbers you know? are numbers. I mean, yeah. uh, men lie, women lie. Numbers, numbers don't. don't. Yep. So yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you this much, guys. Again, that's the other uh, important factor, right? So we talked about some of the early struggles. We talked about your first hire, and I know you guys have questions. Before we move on from people, what questions do you have about either the hiring process or who to bring on or when to actually make your first hire or what your organization should look like? Like, what questions do you have in regards to the people factor in our entrepreneur operating system? What questions do you have? How's it going, Shane? Neil Thompson, Neil the Deal Thompson. What's up, baby? Neil the Deal. George Trevino, absolutely. No, no, we don't send 100,000 100, mailers per month. We're sending 110,000 mailers this month in one market, but we want to send another 100,000 mailers in the next per month. market into different markets because we have the numbers that says it's a no-brainer. Again, I can have my opinion. Oh, I think this market, you know, we should send this much mail. It may work. But the numbers are the numbers, guys. The numbers don't lie. I know two fakers. Y'all aren't them. Corey Thompson. Thank you, brother. Go follow uh, so go follow my question. boy. Yeah, Where should I outsource? Corey Thompson at uh, uh, Roughneck to Real Estate. Yeah. His question, group is, is good. Where should I outsource my cold calling? It just depends on your budget. I can say, I mean, do you want to answer that? I can answer. You give your answer. I'll give mine. Go ahead. So my answer is very simple. If your budget is very minimal, um, I I strongly suggest that you get you know VAs. And yes, you're gonna have to put in some, you're gonna have to put in some elbow grease in there. You're gonna have to train these VAs on okay. a, on a daily or or every other day basis. And you're gonna go through a lot of turnovers, and you're gonna deal with a lot of crap. But look, if that's all you can afford at the time, there's nothing wrong with that because that is something we did for six months. Now, if you're ready to spend a little bit of money and you want to get some quality English speaker speaking VAs, and you want to get weekly reports, right? You want to get like reports of your cost per lead. You want to get reports of, uh, you know, how many leads that day you produce, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then you can go to callgeeks.com and get some, get some really quality virtual uh, VAs. But again, there's so many different places. If you want to get some cheap VAs and you want to put in the, by the way, the callgeeks, callgeeks.com, these guys are already trained. Like they're trained. You don't have to do nothing. It's plug and play. They, they, they have, you know, floor training. Um, they have quality assurance uh, to make sure that, you know, they're listening, blah, 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 blah. But if you go and hire your own VAs, what are some what are some uh, some platforms out there they can hire Up, from? Upwork.com. And then Upwork? Outbounders.com. But Outbounders is a little bit more expensive. But Upwork.com, uh, you can, you know, source your own VAs. I, I, I 100% agree with you. The only thing I'll add on to that is I will not hire a VA if you haven't personally closed a cold call deal. Oh, you guys hear that? I wouldn't hire a VA if you personally have not closed a cold call deal. 
Because what happens is, and I see this over and over again, you can't delegate the process process if you don't know the process, right? If a if a VA is struggling, how are you going to be able to coach them through that if you never did it yourself, right? You're telling somebody else to do something when in reality you haven't even done it, right? So make sure that you know the process before you pour it onto, uh, you know, before you outsource it. Know the process before you outsource it. I love that. So many people these days, guys. They're looking to delegate everything yeah. without putting in the work. Have you done every position in your every company? Every single position. Name it. I've done it. Name it. I, 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 Name uh, it. Okay. Uh, marketing. Absolutely. Talking to sellers. Yep. Locking up deals. Yep. Going on appointments. Yep. Uh, helping sellers move out. Yes. Um, uh, selling the deal. Yes. Opening escrow. Yes. Dealing with title issues. Yes. Uh, Being a subcontractor. Subcontracting. Being a subcontractor from like... Picking up freaking sinks to picking up granite and picking out carpet and picking out tile. You know, I've done it everything. all. Bandit signs. Absolutely. Mellers. Yes. Answer PPC calls. Absolutely. Everything. 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 <laughs> that That's why I'm in the position yeah. I am today. I did it all before I trained other people on how to can take, you, can you train, how to take my can job. Can you train every single position in your company? Absolutely. I know you and Sal have roles, but at the same time, you can I train. I probably can't train the stuff that the Sal does. The, the, some, yeah, some. You know what I mean? Like, it's stuff. ridiculous. Like, I can probably hire somebody that will do all that, but it's ridiculous. That's like, why it works. This, yeah, the stuff he does is like, it's beyond my pay grade. So, yeah, I uh, appreciate that because. You're a hybrid. You, I I can do every part. You're um, a hybrid. But uh, but yeah, here you are. Like guys, like you don't need to know everything to run a multi million dollar operation. You have Carlos here that just said, "Look, I may not, I don't know how to do some of sales stuff." Globy flow and, and and integration on Podio and that's crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's no, that's like Sal like loves doing that. Yeah, you know, he loves that shit, right? Yeah. So just because you don't know everything, doesn't mean that you can't have a highly highly successful operation. It's like asking Sal, "Hey, could you develop people?" And he, he would say, I probably can, can but, but maybe not as good. well as yeah. me, you know? Yeah. And you know what's funny? By the way, we're still on the people subject because we, we might do part two of this. Oh, yeah, for we sure. We got to do part two. We're not even going to get to, uh, let's not get to data and KPIs. Let's not even go to systems. Jalen White, he's on. We are just Jay talking about White, you earlier. What's up, baby? That's, my, that's our boy right there from the mud. So uh, marketing and, and vision for your company, we, we're not even into all those. Guys, yet. and I will say this. Uh, if you guys are interested in more, we are having our last Momentum event, se September 13th and 14th next month, literally in three weeks from now, where we literally break down every single part of the business, every single part of it for two days. Um, I mean, we, we did our first one last year, June. Oh, and, God. and I kid you not, you ask the people that have came to these events. It is no fluff. You will leave with the blueprint. You you will leave with guidance, and you will leave back to your market and start crushing it if you implement the stuff that we teach. Money back guaranteed after the first day if you are not happy with what you learned that day. We're the only people that actually offer that. Yeah, like I, I will give you back your money. I, I swear I will have a checkbook with me, and I will write you a check that same day at the end of the day, if you feel like you didn't get the value that you were that you came to seek, yeah. right? Absolutely. So real quick, guys, what's up, Will? Will from Houston. Ask Will. Will is in our uh, executive elite uh, program, and him and Mike are just monsters. Like Will, they're out Will, there. Will uh, you came to uh, the last Momentum oh, in February. Mike, Will met his partner Mike at Momentum. Will, in what do February. you have, what do you have to say about Momentum? What's bro? up, Will? Let him let him know what's up with this event that's coming up, man. Mid September. Whether it's good or bad, let the people know. Yeah, you don't have to. You know, you can just speak the truth, Will. If you got a little bit of time, let them know what momentum did for you. So while Will's while Will's writing some of that stuff down, guys, 
Um, once again, you know, not to freaking upsell you guys here, but we are having momentum September 13th and 14th. If you really are interested in growing out, building out a multi-million dollar freaking company, you need to be there and learn the systems and the processes that it's going to take you to get there, okay? You're not going to be able to do that. You, you can never, by yourself, you can never get to 20 to 30 deals alone. I can tell you, you that right you now. You won't. No way. No way. No way. No way. So, uh, Will says, uh, oh, Uman, what's up, baby? Uh, <laughs> Will says, it's great. They gave you the whole rundown and processes you need to operate at their level. Thank you, Will. That's love, baby. That's love. So, guys, today we're talking about people. Before I want to take some Q and A's about people because we haven't even we haven't even got to the other sides of what our uh, entrep entrepreneur operating system looks like. It looks like, yeah. which is data and systems, uh, processes and vision and marketing. We haven't even started talking about that. There have to be episodes. Yeah, too. we're in the people factor. We're in the people factor right now. What questions do you have? What questions do you have about people? I can tell you, our first hire was an acquisition manager. What was your first hire? Acquisitions. Acquisitions. Yeah, Andy. And at the time, Andy was like, he was like a hybrid of an acquisition and manager and like a lead uh, slash follow, uh, follow up slash junior acquisition manager, right? Yeah, he was uh, he was playing. He was three, cold calling he was, Mojo. He was cold calling, making offers, and following. And up. now he's your sales director. Yeah, now he's just training and empowering the sales team. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's definitely gonna have to be an episode two on this because we're literally barely on the people side, um, and we're, we're like forty. But we're trying we're trying to plant that seed, you know, in you guys. Um, as far as, you know, if you are a one man show or if you're just getting started, like do not like I. The the best advice I could give you guys is is uh, once you know the process, hire quicker. And well, they're, scale they're actually quicker. asking right now, when hiring, how should I pay? Also, hiring process, Isaac Solis. So. John, uh, John and Isaac, Isaac, what markets are you guys in? Because, see, in my opinion, the pay structure, the compensation structure, it varies. It's different from market to market, right? So you can probably get away with paying somebody less in a market or an economy like San Antonio than you would in freaking San Francisco. Yep, absolutely. I mean, these are two different economies. So let me know what markets you guys are from, guys. And by the way, guys... First and foremost, remember, when it comes to the people factor, let go of the vine. Let go of the vine. Even if you feel that someone is not going to close deals as good as you're going to close deals, even if they get to 80% of your capacity, guess what? That is amazing. And let me tell you why. Because now, now you alleviated and delegated one of your major responsibilities, and that gives you opportunity to grow in other areas of your business. business yeah. That is when you start truly working on your business. So let go of the vine as soon as possible. And this goes to uh, any business. That goes to any business. Absolutely. So uh, here, let's see. Uh, Real quick. How should I pay? I want to answer this one. So El Paso, Joe Herrera so, uh, says El Paso. Fahad, uh, somebody asked, "Will you guys ever hold a boot camp for beginning wholesales?" Uh, we Freedom. we we do have a yearly event. Unfortunately, that passed in June. Of course. Uh, but my best uh, advice would be to uh, well, first, I mean, get get product knowledge of, of the wholesale space. Get the knowledge, and uh, we do have a beginners wholesale course that we do offer. At uh, learn to wholesale. Learn to wholesale. So real quickly, um, we have like 
We have like Brian Samuelson, speak to the fear of taking responsibilities off your plate, delegating new hires. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, okay. So real quick, uh, Umang says, Maryland. Uh, I don't know what your what, what's the minute what's the minimum wage in Maryland, guys? Real quick, yeah. so V, Vanessa, yeah, she she said, uh, did you read that comment? Yeah, yeah she like, said, I can't delegate because I don't trust. She doesn't trust. Yeah. Okay, so what would you say to? Because a lot of people are actually like they deal with that. So what would you say about that? I always say, and it's not like directly. I know. To her, I always general. say, faith is. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, is it? Is it faith, faith is spelled risk? R I S K. Right. Yeah. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Like, you're going to have to take a risk at some point. In, you know, if you have a significant other, right? We'll, we'll, we'll narrow it down to this simple uh, yeah. reference. If you have a significant other, if you have a significant other, you chose to trust them. You took a risk yep. and you're choosing to trust them. This person that you decided to trust can absolutely demolish you because you've allowed them inside, right? You've opened the doors of your heart. You took a risk. You had faith in this person, and you chose to trust this person. The same applies to business. When you're hiring, you are you are having you're taking the risk, but you're having faith in this particular person you're bringing onto your company, and you're choosing to trust them. Growing pains of a leader. Yeah, you're never it has going, to happen. Yeah, excuse me. You're never going to be a leader. If you're not willing to let go of the vine, if you're not willing to bring on other people in your organization, like you're going to be the leader of who? Yourself? You know, your office yeah. space? Like you got to bring on more people. That's the only way you're going to grow. And as a leader, you have to accept the fact that, um, I mean, eventually they will do better than you. But initially, you know, whoever you bring on, you know, they will fall on their face and they will fail forward. And as a leader, you have to learn how to empower them versus bashing them down. Um, and that's just, I mean, leadership is a whole episode on, on its own. Absolutely, leadership. Um, and you know what? Um, we're we're gonna we're still on the people factor, so and I'm gonna we'll just, just go with that. A little bit of leadership, right? A little bit of leadership. Um, my sales director yesterday, you know, I was carpooling with him, and he says, "Hey, you know, I want you to help me be a better leader." Like literally, he looked at me and said that, and I was I was very humbled by it. And I said, "You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I think you've come a long way, Adrian." Right? I said, "You've come a long way, man." Like. You're, you know, like now, like I start the meeting, but then you kind of take over the meetings, you know, like Monday morning meetings. You put your own sales meetings together, your 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 huddles, your sales huddles in the in the company. I said, look, man, I think that you know, I wasn't born a leader. Like it happened over time. It happened with practice. It happened with experience. Yeah. You know, I had you know ten over ten years of management experience, literally leading and managing other people. You know, so to me. It comes a little more natural now, but I had to start somewhere. You know, I was hired as an employee at one point when I worked in a corporate, yeah. in corporate America. I was just an employee. You know, I was the guy that had a manager that had to, you know, like they take directions, right? Yeah. And, that's, and that's another thing. In order to lead, you must be willing to follow also. Like, how are you ever going to learn how to lead if you're not willing to you know, put your ego down, put your pride down, and follow another leader. Be receptive. Another yeah. leader and be receptive of that knowledge, right? And then you That's, start yeah. learning from that particular person. Yeah, you definitely hit that. And, like, for me, like, I didn't have 10 years of management experience, um, but through sports, I was always a leader. Um, so like and you I led had, by example? I led by example. Uh, but in the be like, now it's like I'm, I'm, like, aware of it, but, like, in the beginning, like, 
yeah, I was a great leader, but I still struggled with delegation, the trust, feeling like nobody could do it as good as me. And I just, I just, uh, I mean, I never, I, I had to overcome myself. And now I've, I've overcame myself. I can't wait to delegate corrective, uh, correctedly. But, but in the beginning, it was just like, I, I just, I didn't, like, I couldn't delegate because I wasn't letting go of the vine. I felt like, and leadership is a lot of, you know, proper delegation and, and empowering somebody, uh, you know. That's a, that's a very, very strong point. Did you guys hear that? You have to empower your people. Yeah. And the only way to empower them is to trust them. Yeah. You have to empower. If you trust don't trust is, them, trust is the ultimate empowerment. Yeah, if you don't trust your people, they're not going to become. They're not going to be empowered at all, and they're not going to trust themselves. If you don't trust them, they're not going to trust themselves. Yeah, is it a process? It is because if you don't trust, like they're afraid to make mistakes. You want to let your people know it's okay to make mistakes, and you're gonna and run. That's gonna, in, yeah. that's gonna, that's gonna, gonna run. happen. It's, early gonna, on. it's gonna happen. Like it's inevitable. So you want to empower them to fall forward, right? Because Fast forward three months from then or six months from then or a year or four years now, like your future self is going to thank you because now you have your sanity and you have more bandwidth to uh, go into other areas in the business and start other businesses. Look, have I been working since six in the morning? Yes, I have. But I just got here. You know, I got here at 12 o'clock. What does that tell you? There's there is people. And one of my one of our producers is laughing. Why is he laughing? I want to. I want to hear this. Why is he laughing? Why are you guys laughing? Because okay. we're late. <laughs> okay. So real quick, there are people in my office. I wish I can like take these cameras and just bring them over to the office. We have to do a live. Yeah. Some live. There are people there. in our office, freaking sharks in our office, pumping out deals right now. When I'm driving, they're pumping out deals. When I'm using the restroom, they're pumping out deals. When I'm at some business meeting trying to grow in, in some way, shape, or form, they're, they're pumping, pumping out deals. deals. When we're away at a seminar or we're actually, you know, throwing a seminar, what are they doing? Pumping out deals. They're pumping out deals. Yeah. And 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 there is power, guys. There's look, I don't care. Man, my sanity is worth more than any amount of money that you can put in my face. I am willing to share our company with other people. Yeah. And that's another very powerful point. Willing to uh to share, to you have share to the let pie. them know. Hey, look, look. I'm not bringing you on as just like some guy that's going to make a base salary. Like I'm going to share percentages of the company with you. If you're an acquisition manager and you make eight, nine, ten percent, I'm sharing a percentage of the, of the company, company with you. Yeah. I'm trusting you. I'm sending out 110,000 pieces of mail, knowing, knowing, having faith, taking the risk that you're going to deliver. That you guys, my sharks, are going to close deals and deliver. And they sure are. Yeah. I know they are. That's empowerment right there. Absolutely. So uh, Shannon Bravo says, leadership is not about you. It is about supporting your team. Guys, you want to be a leader? You got to put other people before you. They eat first. You eat last. And I'll give you the – this is why – by the way, this is why Adrian actually brought yeah. that up to me. Did you hear what happened yesterday? No, I didn't. So Adrian, Adrian and, and Andy are two top sales guys. Went to uh, another company, and they trained them. They they were doing a little bit of training. Sell, yeah, yeah you know, I did see that. Yeah. The uh, all in we call them the all in sales force 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 all in sales force. I know. <laughs> so the all in sales force, they went to uh, uh, they went to another operation, and they were training their closers, their acquisition guys. Well, that person 
uh, very good guy, by the way, um, Alex Sanchez. He sent over a bunch of like delicious pizza. I don't know. Everybody like goes cra- goes crazy about this pizza. Oh, what is it called? I don't even know what it's called. I don't know. Anyway, th- th- this pizza is like one of the best pizzas here in town. That's very thoughtful. I didn't know. Deep deep dish. I I don't know what the name what of the it, but yeah. he sends pizza over, and uh, and Adrian grabs a slice. Uh, the, first of all, the pizzas were over here in Alex's office. We're across the hallway, and Adrian grabs a slice from his office. And I just start clowning. Like I'm in the middle of the sales floor. And I'm like, guys, guys, somebody sent over pizza, but it's at Alex's office. We're gonna get some over right now. Oh, but hey, Adrian's eating his slice, his slices already. Glad to see that. And he was like, Oh shit. Damn, it was a reality hit. Like, yeah, it was like, uh, wait, 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 I'm the leader. I'm the leader of I'm one of the leaders of this company. I'm one of the lead, I'm the leader of this sales team. Wow. Why am I eating? Before them, you see, that's the kind of leader I am. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a giving leader, and I know you are too. Yeah. And that's sometimes worked against me. I'm not gonna lie, and you're it gonna does. learn. You're gonna, you're gonna learn forward. today. You're Fell gonna forward. learn today. Like you're gonna learn. But you know, I'm willing to eat after my team eats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like really, like I want my team to win, and and that's what a great leader does. And I'm not calling myself a great leader. I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. You know. But I will say this. My team, I want them to win just as bad. Probably, I want them to win more than me, because I know yeah. that if they're winning, guess what? You win. I'm winning. Yeah. So anyway, uh, real quick, I just want to answer that question about uh, yeah. We're, as a one man show, what should be my next hire? Let's take five minutes of Q and A's. As a one man show, what should be what should be your next hire? If if you can, okay, there's you can go either route. You can hire an acquisition guys, an acquisition manager. Uh, that's, you know, if, depending on your lead flow, that is going to kind of be a hybrid of also like a, a junior acquisition manager that's going to follow up. Or you're just ready to bring on this new uh, acquisition manager. And uh, and this guy is going to not only uh, touch all your new untouched leads that are coming in, but he's also going to follow up on all your unto- uh, uh, all your leads that need to be followed up on. Okay, that's something that you you know that that you can do right now. So it should either be an acquisition manager or a junior acquisition manager. And as far as the way you want to pay them, again, every market is different. But the way that we pay our guys is you you can pay them on a draw, kind of the way car dealerships do it, um, on a draw plus uh, um, or and or commission, and or commission. eight nine or ten percent, depending on you know what your what your company uh, revenue goals are. Yeah. So same. Hopefully that helps you out. Uh, virtual wholesaling versus in person, guys. I I say this time and time again. People data speed. People data speed. I'm not gonna lie to you. Virtually, you're going to have a crack at more deals than you were in person because why? It comes down to what again? Bandwidth. Bandwidth and uh, yeah, time. Bandwidth. What do you have to add to that? Because uh, we got we got some. Oh, here's a question for you. How do you guys overcome your darkest days? Man, that is a <laughs> that's a deep question. Um, I think I think you can come up with a pretty good answer for that because I see you operate every single day and and I see like I see how you operate and where you operate from and I see that you know you uh, people depend on you and you know what I mean like I'm not, you uh, have so many things working for you that force you to overcome your darkest days. Yeah, I mean, uh, man, that's a deep question. I want to give the well thought answer. Okay. Okay. So I, when you're when you're when you're in a dark place, I, I just feel like you're just operating from low low emotions, and I know I know it because I experienced it myself. So uh, a lot of a lot of times it's just from trauma, and 
issues in the past. So how you overcome that is to raise those those emotions. Like for me, like I would I focus on on the things that make me happy. I would go to my happy place. And you have happy moments that you can do, yeah. immediately, you know, jump Absolutely. those emotions. Like I would go to my happy place and then then when you know first of all if you're just on your ass every single day nothing's going to happen right so you got to get you know motion is energy motion creates energy so you got to get motion get, creates emotion motion creates emotion mm -hmm. and motion is energy and emotion is energy yeah. yeah so you have to you have to start you know whether it's it's a, a business or or something that's going to make you happy and ultimately like for me like what what made me happy was impacting and in order to impact others i had to make money like yeah, money is a tool. Like and and for me, it was like in order to impact because impact for me is like the most grateful emotion that I can I, like I've ever I've ever experienced. Like literally impacting someone's life, whether it's my family's or somebody that you know was at a low point and then you know had you know got out of that that hole. Like for me, it was it was uh you know impacting. And in order to impact, I had to I had to I had to uh you know make make a lot of money and uh you know to enhance uh, my ability to impact others so <clears throat> let me let me answer that question real quick because this is very important it's a how do you question, overcome yeah. how do you overcome dark days um for me i, I mean I, you've gone you, through years you, you got to think of your wise man like you got to think of your wise yeah. you know and your wise do change like my wife first was i wanted to be successful but that was a very selfish why my why when i started was all me yeah, it selfish. Was, it was everybody abandoned me. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this for for me, and then what no, happened? No, no, no. You're gonna you, a, you're gonna do this to prove people wrong. To pr well, to prove people wrong, but it was still about me. It was mm -hmm. about me, and what changed that is like, like if you, if you're a good-hearted person, you're gonna realize like people around you're still struggling. Yeah, and and here you have a vehicle, real estate in my case. Like that can change that for everybody. So that like then it became it then it became about uh, my family. Like okay, like my sisters. Like what are they? Like who's gonna support them growing up? Or who's gonna you know who's gonna enhance the the way of living you know with my parents? Or if somebody in my family has to go through an emergency like a uh, surgery, which has happened, who's gonna be able to help? Right. And I and I wanted to position myself in that position to be able to help. It's almost like. I don't know, like the fountain of youth in your own family, like everybody, like, yeah, some people do take advantage, but ultimately um, you want to help those that like in, in times of need like that. So in order to do that, you got to make it about others. And in order to be able to provide, you got to, you got to take care of yourself and your business so you can grow and put yourself in a situation to really help. Yes. And, and again, you know, think of your whys. Like if, if you can't push yourself yeah. through a dark day, then depend like you go don't to those people way. surround yourself surround yourself with with that love you know like your family's love and your family's support we've all experienced you know? love go seek it you know seek the people Absolutely. that give you the love yeah and make it about them because yeah. you you're gonna let yourself down yeah oh you're, yeah you're we, gonna let you're gonna let, you're gonna let yourself down but if i make it about others if i make it about the team that shows up every single day i'm not gonna let them down i'm not it's not gonna happen my my success no longer depends on just me anymore. Yeah. Like I know like I've already proven that I could be successful. And now like how do I continue to climb this ladder of success is how do how do you continue to amplify? How do you continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger? It becomes about other people. Multiplying your impact. Because yeah. the more people that you can impact, the more that you become successful. It's a weird weird formula. It's a super weird formula. The more people that you impact in in masses, the more that you become successful, it, I don't know why. It just, it's just it's just the way it works just out. Like, 
I've I've always thought about that and and uh and I, I like I accept that responsibility. I accept it because I like Lord gives me the strength to to do so. But like for me, it's like it's what that's what separates like somebody who has you know ten thousand in the bank or a billion dollars in the bank. Like the billionaire, whether whether you like him or not, like they're affecting thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Let's talk about a billionaire that owns real estate. You know how many people is he providing is he shelter and housing yeah. for them? Okay, how many people eat off the maintenance off those apartment buildings or that real estate? Like it goes so deep. Have you noticed? It goes into taxes. Like people. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. Just, it's have insane. you have you noticed? Have you noticed that? Some of the wealthiest people are some of the most giving people. Yeah. Right? You used to always think right, they've accepted you, you got, that. Yeah, like, you, you you got that like that that farce uh perception of of people, right? Oh, look at he look at all the money he makes. He must be a very selfish person. There's some of the most giving like and impactful I, I, wasn't, people. I wasn't close to giving as much as I do now in every single way, every single aspect of my life. Before I became successful, why? Because yeah. when I was broke, all I all I can think about was me. Yeah. I was selfish. You know what I mean? It was like, how can I make my next dollar? You know, how can I do this? How can I do that? That's why I say your why does change as you continue. And when you make your first hire, guess what? That holds you accountable. Your why changes again. Now you got to show up to the office. Now you got to lead by example. Now you got to keep pushing them. Not only motivate yourself, but motivate your team. And it just, you know, it goes on and on and on, right? It's a beautiful, you know. So real quick, we do it. I mean, we said we were answering some questions. Uh, how did Carlson Sal structure a partnership? It's 50-50. It's a 50-50 partnership. We have an operating agreement in place, et cetera. Um, I'm going to try to like blaze through these, right? Yeah. How many leads should you consistently produce before you hire an acquisition manager? I feel like if you're at three to five deals, 10 to 20 leads per day, you should definitely be on that ASAP. Um, so in terms of operation, I hopefully I answer that for you, John. Um, what does it take to be mentored from you guys? The first step that you have, I mean, first and Moment. foremost, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta already be kind of a player. Like you actually already have to be doing deals. Um, go to momentum again, momentum. We're, we're showing people, we're giving them the blueprint on how to build a massive operation, September 13th and 14th. Um, Luis Chaparro says, as you look at your life as, uh, as a Raider scope, there will be ups and downs. What is one of the highest highs for you, Alex? Impact. I, I just I mentioned it earlier. Impact over income all day. Impact. Same here. You know what, guys? One of the most beautiful, beautiful feelings in the world at this level is humility. Man, when I just when I can do something for someone or give, like I feel so humble about it. I feel so humble about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if like you're just buying somebody food. You know, even if you're just buying, like we get, like we get so much hate guys, by the way, not to, not to focus too much energy on, on, on a negative issue, but we get like the all in guys, like we get so much hatred because like, you know, the flashiness, we get so much hatred, yeah. but what they don't know, like, like it's almost ignorance because little do they know we're some of the most realist, most authentic giving people in this industry. And we get so much hatred because they feel like it's all flash and it's all f smoke, right? Yeah. Come, come to our organization. If you feel like we're not the real deal, give me a call, shoot me a message, and let me prove it to you. Not that I have to, but I'm willing to do that because you know what? You deserve that much. Yeah. Because we, we may be able to help or impact your life. Mr. Doug Hopkins. What's up, man? What's up, Doug Hopkins? I saw, uh, saw your truck outside of uh, Cityscape yesterday. He's a legend. Or two days ago. Nice. 
Uh, Eduardo says, when you're making an offer virtually, do you give them your MAO and then work down af after your uh, inspection, blah, blah, blah? Do you try and, and convince them to give your lowest acceptable offer? Real quick, um, give an offer range and, uh, you know, depending on... Well, first, before you even give an offer range, like you want to get a number from them, yeah. you know, and if they're not willing to give you a number, then you give them what's called a price anchor. And then uh, you kind of just work your way from there. Give them a price anchor. Give them a, a price range uh, uh, price anchor. Adrian said, how'd your dad react to buying him? A Evo. Truck? Much love, baby. Yeah. How it did was, your dad? Uh, humility. It Thank was, you, Doug. It was, it was uh, amazing to, uh, you know, give something of that magnitude to somebody that, you know, sacrificed a lot for me growing up. So. It's uh, awesome when you put yourself Be in guys, positions like that. Before we close this out, Luis yeah, Chaparro, what's one of the lows? One of the lows is exactly that, like the ignorance in the industry these days. The like, it's kind of like, and I hate to say this, right? It's kind of like, like back in the days, you know, the 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 like the uh, segregation, like, oh, I'm not gonna talk to that person because he's of this, because he's of that color. Yeah, it's almost that. It's almost that way now in a different way. Like, I'm not gonna talk to them because they're flashy. But they don't understand the deep, the deep, the the depth behind the depth, that yeah. flashiness, Agreed. right? Um, keep doing what you guys are doing, Mr. Doug Hopkins. Thank you so much for the love, brother. Um, they hate us because they in us. I'm building my website. I don't have any testimonials at the moment. Is there a filler that would help that, um, Jonathan? Um, I would try to get testimonials from any person that you've closed in the past. Reach out to them. Yeah. Offer them an incentive, a freaking a Starbucks card or, or a gas card. Yep. Uh, you're not doing something right if everyone loves you. Haters confirm you're on the right track. Thank yeah. you, Melissa. Guys, really quick uh, for those listening to this replay. Uh, oh, shout out to all our uh, our, our our Apple. Yeah, if, uh, if you're watching, if, if you're listening on the Apple Podcast or iHeartRadio or wherever you're watching, please subscribe and like and share this uh, this this video or this podcast. Uh, it, it is uh, greatly appreciated. And if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe and like this video. Congratulations, Paul, for uh, closing a deal on cold calling. Yeah, good. To all go. right, uh, real quick, guys. Again, if you if you really want to learn how to build this thing from the ground up. Come to Momentum September 13th and 14th. I think uh, Alex attached the uh, the link there. And, uh, and you know, make an investment on yourself. I, I promise you this. It'll be one of the best inv investments you ever make in your life. Okay? And the other thing that I want to say is if you know somebody that's doing 100 deals a month, like, give us their information so we can pay them today so we can actually learn how to do 100 deals a month. Yeah. We're at 50 to 60. I don't know where you're at right now. 20 to 30. 20 to yeah. 30. It's always about making an investment on yourself to actually cut the learning curve and uh, and and not waste you know not waste and burn dollars on things that you don't need to be doing. So we're willing to do that. I hope you are too. Um, for everybody else, we're gonna do um, we're gonna do part two next week. How to go from a one man show to a multi million dollar real estate operation. We're gonna do part two. Uh, next week, unless you got something else to say. No, we're good. Appreciate the uh, all of you that that joined the, on this live, and uh, appreciate the continuous support. Love you guys, and we'll see you Thank next week. Thank you guys. Week. God bless you Peace. guys. Thank you.